Hi everyone, welcome to the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Sarah. I'm Harshini. And I'm Pooja. And this episode is season two, episode eight, and we are discussing the book The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley, which is a book I chose by just <laughs> looking at some Goodreads recommendations for some mysteries. So Harshini, you want to start us off with a summary on the book. Spoiler-free summary. Yep. So the Paris apartment basically follows this main protagonist, a woman named Jess, who uh, lives in London, I believe. Um, And she kind of decides to go on a last minute trip because some things have recently happened around her work. She decides to go on a trip to visit her half-brother, Ben, who lives in Paris. Um, And they were both kind of like, they they shared the same mom, but like both kind of had to go through like the foster care adoption system and stuff. So, um, you know, they're, they're not that close, but this kind of situation ends up working out where Ben's like, why don't you come stay with me in Paris? Um, so she gets to this apartment that, you know, he was like, meet me here. But when she gets there, he is not there. He's just not answering his phone or anything. Um, and she ends up being able to like, find her way into his apartment and just finds like mysterious things going on. Um, we learn kind of like all about the other characters in this apartment building um, who seem to have like some varying opinions about Ben and the big mystery is where the fuck is Ben? So with that, not getting into too many spoilers, Pooja, what was your spoiler-free review of this book? So. Um, this book had been on my radar for a while and I was really excited when Sarah decided to choose it, um, to read this week, but I'm going to have to say I was not a fan. Uh, I gave this book two stars. Um, and it's mostly because it was kind of dull. Like it was like, I found myself not really interested in the story, not really interested in the characters, didn't really care about anyone. It's just... I, I, I'm in like, I'm a fan of slow burn. And I've said this on the podcast a few times before, but like only if there is act, like things happening, like if there's character development happening, if there's something like, if there's like tension and atmosphere that's being built and developed, I'm interested in slow burn and I like it. But in this case, it was just like 50, the first 50% of the book, I was just uninterested. And the thing is, the premise of the book is so interesting. Like given what Harshini just said, like the way that it's set up is such an interesting concept. You know, like this girl, she's coming, she wants to stay with her brother, brother's missing as soon as she gets there. She doesn't know what's happening, weird things are happening and that sort of thing. And she's just like trying to piece together a bunch of stuff. And in concept, that sounded so interesting. So I was very excited about it, but it's just so low <laughs> like it there's like nothing happening and it's just like I don't know the characterization was like subpar like I didn't really find any of the characters really interesting um and the fact that this takes place in Paris and there's barely an atmosphere seems so it's like such a lost opportunity like I feel like it could have been it could have been done so much better um and it just whatever um 
And I guess we can chat more about more of my thoughts based on like the actual plot points in the spoiler section. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say, would I recommend this? No, and I actually have two other books I would recommend instead. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have two other books I would recommend instead. Um, if you're interested in this kind of premise, I would recommend Riley Sager's Lock Every Door or Ruth Ware's The Death of Mrs. Westaway, which I think is very similar in setup, but really is much better with atmosphere and tension building um, in those two books. But I'm going to hand it off to Sarah to share her uh, spoiler-free review. Okay, <laughs> I would rate this book four out of five stars, <laughs> which is so shy. I don't know. I mean, I agree that the concept is really interesting and perhaps the execution of the concept could be a little bit better, but I don't think it was as horrible as Pooja made it out to me. I mean, I don't think this is that much of a slow burn book, at least for me. I feel like I was like interested. I mean, I guess a huge part of the beginning of the book is introducing all the characters that live in the apartment building, but it was still like, I was intrigued the whole time. It wasn't like, all right, hurry up. Like, let's get the fuck on with it and get to the actual mystery part. Uh, I can't say what my like the most interesting part of the book I thought was because it's a huge spoiler but I don't know I thought it was a really cool concept and I don't know a solid mystery and there were some twists and turns that I didn't expect I would recommend it I mean I don't know I'm kind of scared about British's review and other people might not like it but it was it was a good mystery. It had me wondering the whole time what was going on. So yeah, I would recommend it. What about you, Harshini? Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that like actually I didn't I didn't really know what Pooja's review was, and I didn't check Goodreads. I didn't do the like let me guess what Pooja's review is. But <laughs> I I did think that like I don't know maybe like some of us would like it and some of us wouldn't. Um, I also kind of felt like I thought the book had an intriguing start, but I also was kind of like I don't know if it's just me, but I I like it was kind of like I could go without finding out what happened. Like even towards the beginning, I think I just didn't really relate or like not even relate. Like, I think I've said this before. I'm like, it's not so much about the likability. I guess it is kind of like how much I like the characters, but how much I care about the characters, like that wasn't really there for me with this book. I was kind of like, okay, there's like this woman who's like missing her brother, but I don't know. I didn't really care to find out what happened. And I feel like towards the beginning, I, I'm not really sure if that was just because of Jess's character or just the way that the book started, because you don't really know who Ben is at all. Um, you don't know anything about his character. And I do feel like the the part about like the different characters in the apartment building, generally I do like when there's just like a lot of weird characters with like, you know, very different characteristics. Um and but I thought like 
some things that kind of came about with this book, like some of the twists and some of the answers were interesting, but some of them like they were like, eh, or they were just kind of like too, too disturbing for me or like too like, oh, for me. Um, but I do think that the end, like there were some twists at the end that I was surprised by. So I was like, wow, good on the author for like really shocking me into something. Um, one other point of like something I didn't like was just I felt like the be- towards the beginning of the book like I was 25% in and I wrote down like I have no clues to go upon like I feel like a lot of times with the mystery it helps if like you're giving the reader a little bit more so they can like try to put together things themselves but just was honestly so confused <laughs> in the beginning and like really just you know you were hearing from other characters as well so it was just like that's I think part of what made it feel slow is like we weren't making any progress like actually finding things out that could help with the mystery of where Ben is until like I would say a good halfway through the book um so I kind of fell in between Pooja and Sarah and I was like I'm gonna give this book three and a half stars but I like from our discussion I will decide if it's going to be more three stars or more four stars. Like I felt like it was really in the middle for me and I couldn't decide (laughs) based on the ending if I did really like the book or I didn't really like the book. Um, Yeah, it was like beginning, eh, ending, good. So I would, I also read Lucy Foley's other book, The Guest List, which is really popular. And I think I didn't even like that book as much as other people did, but I did kind of like the way that that book went about better. So I would say like, I'd probably recommend that book if you wanna check out this author over this book, but I would say like, they're very different, like, you know, setups and storylines and stuff, Um, but yeah. I would just, yeah, I I agree that the author didn't really, I think do an excellent job about making the reader question where Ben was at least for me, because I was way more interested in, like, who the other um, residents were and, like, their story, the story behind them than I was about finding where Ben was. (laughs) I mean, just because I feel like I kind of just thought maybe he's dead because (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like with with everything, when someone's missing, I just assume they're dead. which I guess maybe is just a fact that I haven't seen, read many, many mysteries. But yeah, I I feel like the author could have done a bit of a better job because I, I feel like they tried, but I really didn't care about Ben, especially because a lot, a lot of the characterization made him to be like someone who, who doesn't really care and is just like kind of manipulating people. So I didn't feel any sort of connection to him or like worry about where he was all right I I agree I agree with all the things that have been said here um but you know what I'm gonna save my save some more thoughts for the for the spoilery part so do you guys have have any more thoughts you want to share before we deep dive in all right if you're new here Um, you can, if you're interested in reading this book, obviously we all three of us have a little bit of a different opinion. So, you know, check it out if you're interested. 
Um, but yeah, but if you're interested, pause the podcast here, go read the book, hopefully come back and check out the rest of it where we talk about our thoughts and our spoilery thoughts basically in more depth. Um, but if you have no interest in reading this book and you're just here for the deep dive into what is going on in the Paris apartment, um, stick around. And who wants to go first? <laughs> Sharing their spoilery thoughts. I will jump in. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I said this before we started the podcast. This book is actually family drama <laughs> mystery going on. And I do think that it had like, this kind of like the thread of like the mystery and just finding out but then there's also just like you end up finding out basically that all the residents in the apartment who like seem to gather together and um Jess is just like why are they all together they're just like such a weird group of people but apparently they're a family and so I don't know I like what did you guys like think about that and like the different characters especially like I mean there's more stuff that we find out later about like who Mimi actually is and who Sophie actually is um basically there's Mimi is the daughter then there's Antoine and Nick who are the other brothers and then Sophie is the mom Jacques is the dad um but yeah I don't know I I kind of felt like yeah I I definitely was more intrigued with the dynamics of like that family especially once you find out their family and like there's also a couple other people who are in the apartment like partners and friends and stuff um but yeah I thought that like finding out more about them was probably more interesting than like the storyline of Jess trying to find out what happened to Ben which is obviously connected I didn't like that twist um, and the thing is, I like the twist when it happened, but I don't think it, um, like, I, I, was, I was, it was something I wasn't expecting, and that's basically the whole point of the twist, to throw off the reader. So I definitely found it interesting when it happened, but I don't think, I personally think the book would have been more interesting if there, if all of the characters were independent of each other, like they were operating independent of each other. The fact that they all came together and then, you know, I don't know. It just, it's like um, something to do with like stakes, basically. Like once you know that all of these characters are like dependent on each other, given like their family relations, it makes things kind of not as interesting. It's so, it's very weird. The fact that this entire family lives in different apartments in this one building. I, I was just like, I don't get it. And then like, Obviously there would be some sort of like family resemblance between them. I know that there's like other explanations for why Mimi might not look like the rest of them and why Sophie and Antoine and Nick don't look similar and all that sort of stuff. But still like, I don't know. It just seemed like such a weird, I just, I don't, it just like didn't, it like lowered the stakes of the tension a lot more when it, when you find, cause like, you know that none of them would necessarily turn on each other they're all interdependent. And one, you can argue that that makes it more interesting, but I personally don't think it makes it very interesting because like, you're just like, okay, so they're all gonna support each other. And, and like, we find out at the end, basically there's like zero to no consequence for anything that happens. Um, and like, they're gonna remain the way that they are. I don't know. It just wasn't like, I just didn't care. 
I, I wish that the other characters were like other people. There were more, if there was like another perspective from someone who's not necessarily related to this family, even like the concierge who I thought would be unrelated is also related to this family. So like, if there was another character that was unrelated that had like, you know, stakes in the game or something or like knew something, it would make it a little bit more interesting. Sarah, what about you? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I fully agree. Like I like the family twist. I definitely also wasn't expecting it. But I don't know if I would like it if they were all random people because I feel like just because you're a family doesn't mean you can't turn on your family. Like, I mean, Mimi killed her dad. So there's there's definitely still a will that like just because you're their family doesn't mean you won't backstab them or anything. I feel like I wouldn't necessarily like so much if they were all strangers because I feel like when it comes to murder, like you have to have, like you either have to be besties, which like, why would they be friends if they're all like completely different from each other? So like, if there was a murder that you knew about, I feel like there would have to be some sort of bond that you would hide the body, not just that you all live in the same building. So like, I don't know, maybe that there was like some connection to this building that, I don't know, anchored them. But I don't know, I feel like they wouldn't do what they did. And it would be less of a like us against them. I mean, I guess that's what you want. <laughs> but it just seems like I don't know how to say this. It just seems like nothing would happen because they wouldn't join forces at all. Yeah, like I, I get what you're saying for sure. I think like, yeah, there's this aspect, I think also that you don't really find out more until like towards the end. Like when you first find out they're a family, you're like, oh, they're a family. But I think it increases what you were saying of like, they don't necessarily have to be on the same side because you find out that like, Sophie is not anyone's mom, actual biological mom, really. Um, she's just, she like, um, we'll get into the other parts later, but she is like married. She married Jacques later as his second wife. And like the first wife who is actually Antoine and Nick's mom died before. Um, and like Mimi, Mimi is just another person. And yeah, we'll get into the whole other part later, but like, I think, yeah, I feel like when you find out, especially like, cause I think towards the end, it definitely seems like there's no, uh, like, you know, um, Sophie is like Antoine and um, Nick's stepmom. So like, it's like, there are all those aspects of like, they don't necessarily have to be working together, but I think it is hard when in the earlier parts of the story like you are thinking hey it's this whole family against Jess and Jess like really has no one like she was kind of relying on Nick because Nick was friends with Ben before but like Nick turns out to be like also in this family and like you know you start to suspect him because of that so I feel like that I like I get kind of that part of it but I also think yeah there's just because there's like random people all in the same apartment. Like, I don't know that it was necessarily obvious from the beginning that like it was some someone in the apartment did something to Ben. Like, I guess kind of there was this um, thing that she ends up realizing with um, Ben basically left her this 
voicemail or whatever where that she keeps listening to and she doesn't realize this at first it just he seems to be relaying information about like his apartment and stuff but then towards the end you like end up hearing that like someone came in and like you hear I don't know if it was a struggle it was like some something was happening towards the end of that call that she realizes later so I guess it's like someone came into his apartment and she like figures that out but it could have been anyone really so I feel like you know if they weren't all kind of tied into this like there wouldn't be anything tying strangers I don't know I also get like it would be like only murders in the building the show on Hulu if it was like you know strangers and you were trying to track down which of the people in the apartment was the killer but yeah I feel like the thing is like Jess was kind of going down this other path of just like following clues and it's not like she was towards the beginning I guess at least like trying to find out which person in the apartment was the killer but I think towards the end that was kind of her more of her thing um I did still think it was interesting to find out like like I was kind of trying to guess which of them like did this did something to Ben and I think that was still like interesting to find out like I guess that you could argue they're all kind of on the same side so someone in the family did something might be just obvious but I was trying to figure out if it was Nick if it was Antoine if it was Sophie who like did something to Ben um so I think that part of the mystery was still like interesting to me even though they were family yeah yeah I think I I I can see how, like, I, I, again, like, I do think that the reveal of them being a family itself is quite an interesting reveal, but I wish that there was more tension surrounding everything. So, like, Harshna, as you were talking, right, like, in the beginning, it's like, why would she suspect anyone in this building did anything, right? Like, Yes, there's like some tension in the sense that like she's trying to ask people like, do you know where my brother is? And they're like very reluctant to talk to her, but like it could have been better. It could have been more like suspenseful. Like we could have had like these like clues or whatever that were that were dropped before. And she like she the whole thing about the voicemail is like the only main clue she has to go on for like majority of the like the first 60 percent of the book is basically on this one clue and the fact that like if she asks the neighbors they're like hesitant to talk to her but if you think about it like first of all why would everyone in the building know who your brother is like this is not like like yeah I understand that it's like a smaller apartment building it's like a smaller community but like why would they like they could have been like, I don't really know who this person is because I live in the apartment building in the middle of Paris. Like, I, <laughs> why would I know who your specific, with the most, who has the most generic name, Benjamin Daniels? Like, okay. But like, I don't know. And then like, I think the idea was that the author was trying to like, you know, put little things about like, oh, Ben is like a really charismatic guy. People remember him. Like, you know, when they meet him for the first time and all these people, they seem to know something, but they don't say anything. It just didn't seem like, I don't know. I just thought it was just like, there was like no tension and it could have been like a really, it could have been more interesting with the reveal of the family. Like it could have been like, you know, if they, if they, you know, had more stakes with each other or like, I know that there was like this whole thing of Nick and Antoine being like very financially dependent on Jack and, you know, Sophie, I guess also, but like, 
they keep hinting at like how Jack gets his money and they don't really reveal like the shadiness behind it or anything like that. They don't, they like try to paint Jack as this like big bad wolf kind of guy, but like you barely, like you don't really, there's so many unanswered things. Like there's so many like things that are just simply glossed over. And that could have added to this tension that I'm talking about throughout the book of like this guy being like this, like really like a, not like a mob guy, but like kind of like this, like gangster type person and they could have like added to that but it's just it, it it wasn't it wasn't as pertinent I guess as I I would have wanted it it didn't rope me in yeah I think that's fair I think um I was gonna say I I think this was also like one of those books probably where there's like there's the family reveal that happens like somewhere in the middle or like you know it happens earlier on but I feel like after that a lot of the reveals happen towards the very end um and I think it could have been spaced out better and like you could have gotten drawn in like I don't know I I wasn't I feel like there were other books that we read where I was a little bit more like oh my god there's so many twists at the end I felt like there were quite a few twists at the end, but I, I wasn't overwhelmed by it, but I think it could have definitely added to the suspense and like, like you could still be asking questions, even if you knew some of these answers earlier on, and that could have like helped a little bit more with the beginning and middle being a little more interesting and kind of drawing you in. Um, but yeah, maybe, I don't know. Uh, do other people have <laughs> topics before we talk more about like the ending so Jess talks to Ben's um I guess journalist buddy Theo and uh she gives him this card that she found in Ben's wallet that um she doesn't know what it means because there's basically nothing on it there's just I think like a logo or something and then Theo finds out that it's to this like super secretive like upper class club where there's um dance like a, it's a, like a show of I think this just naked women and then there's upper I, I, they just essentially buy glasses of wine and based on the wine they buy they can then sleep with what the gr- girls of the show and this club is owned by jacks and i don't know i feel like it would have been nice if they focused on that maybe because i just really like that storyline but i agree i think in the beginning they could have like escalated the or like i don't know fast forwarded through the clue finding a bit more because i think there's a lot to go through in in that timeline like talking to the girls of that club and like I don't know just there's so much into that storyline and I feel like the beginning of the book was a bit wasted being like I don't I don't even know what it was like I guess running into the people that lived in the apartment like I get that you need to know who they are but I feel like there could have been like a faster way I mean like she just goes to like this Halloween party that's in the apartment building that Mimi's roommate um, hosts. And I mean, just other than the fact that Jess finds these um, paintings that Mimi drew of Ben, I feel like there wasn't that much to it. And I feel like 
so much of that Halloween party was like wasted space. Like I feel like it wasn't necessary. And instead she could have been writing more about like this, this secret club. But yeah, that was just my opinion. <laughs> I I like that. Like I like that setup. Like I think I think that reveal was quite interesting. Like if honestly, if they did that thing where like in the beginning, towards the beginning, she runs into this woman who is following her. And like later on, you find out that that's one of the women who work in that club. Um, and she has like some connection to Ben. Honestly, if they did that and then they like put this reveal towards the beginning and then they did that family reveal towards the end, much better plot line. Like I think you, you because that is like one of the more interesting things. There's so many layers there. There's so many more things to unpack. Like she, the first time she goes, maybe she doesn't know what's happening, but then like she goes again or whatever. And like, I think also kind of side tangentially related, but like the author tried to do something between her and Theo, like, and she visits this club with Theo because Theo is the one who finds out about this. Like, how did he find out about it? We don't know how he, he just like magically found out about it. And like, I don't know, they like, they just tried to do some sort of like romantic tension between them. And I was like, that seems so weird because they barely have met ever. Like, so why would you do that? But then if they had done, if they had like spent more time together, I would have believed it more. I would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, there's like the tension going on here. But yeah, I kind of, I like that, Sarah. I think, I think you should write this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think it was interesting and like, I, I think that was like a, you know, I, I don't think any of the twists that happened, like, at least to me, I didn't think any of them were, like, this doesn't make any sense, which I know has happened to us in, like, mystery books or thriller books before, where it's, like, there's something left unanswered, or, like, I don't know, it just, like, doesn't follow through, but, like, I, I think this and other twists, like, did make a lot of sense, but this is the thing that I was, like, oh, I don't know it's just like very disturbing to me I guess I was like oh, I don't like this but this is like actually I mean Jock is just like actually running this like um you know like awesome. thing where, yeah and I don't know it's like you know because like the women are obviously like if kind of forced into like they're just like financially tied to this and everything um and yeah the other kind of reveals that happen are but um we we kind of learn about the concierge like first of all we actually first um learn that like Sophie has some secret and someone's actually blackmailing her and you know she's like paying them because someone is just sending her notes that like they know her secret and we find out that her secret was that she used to work in this club before and then like very jock which is also very disturbing but like you know she's so she is like from that world and and now is like transformed herself changed her name is like now you know super like really takes on her like wealthy image and then the other thing is that Mimi because Sophie like I think had trouble having a kid and stuff Mimi is actually one of the other sex workers like children um and the the woman died and this like baby was born so Sophie just took her and that's Mimi and Mimi's grandmother is actually the concierge I don't know I feel like yeah it was like interesting to find out all this stuff 
but I also feel like I don't know I don't know how much of it was like I don't know like because I feel like there was maybe this was a feeling that I had that like oh there's like so many twists towards the end because I don't think the fact that like Mimi wasn't her daughter like she still kind of treated her like her daughter I'm just not sure how much it like mattered you know that like she wasn't actually her daughter because yeah she like just absolutely loves her will do anything for her and like even after she was killed killed jock as we talked about before like you know Sophie's like on her side she's like let's cover this up let's like get Antoine and Nick to help us um so yeah I I guess there was like some parts around that where I was just like this is interesting but and like it's interesting I guess that the concierge is like tied into it as well because once um she finds out that Mimi did this like Mimi's her granddaughter so she's like willing to cover it up too so I guess I guess that adds to it but I don't know yeah, I was just gonna say I didn't even it didn't occur to me that the storyline of like the concierge being related to Mimi was like kind of pointless. <laughs> Other than like, I mean, I guess the concierge like sees everything, so I guess technically she would have like known about the murder. But I mean, I guess it's nice to yeah, like you said, I I guess like develop the storyline and add like another thread and it wasn't like an not interesting thread I mean it was interesting just like not super relevant okay so going off of this I had a question unrelated to the ending because I know everyone is very eager to talk about this ending but I also wanted to talk a little bit about the characters themselves so like I'll basically come out and say it so I didn't necessarily particularly like any character in this book however I did think that Sophie had the most interesting backstory and characterization. Like, as Harshini was saying, she comes from this like very different background than the one that she's living in right now. And like, she wants to hide part of herself or hide that past. And she kind of like does a lot of things to change the way that she is and like the way that she talks and all that sort of stuff. And like to the point where even her own like, stepsons didn't really know who she was or where she was from until until like Antoine at some point realizes and you know as he is the one who's actually the blackmail person he's the one who kind of lets her know like I know your backstory I know the truth about you um and so he kind of is that blackmail person but no one else in within her own family really knows besides Jack and Antoine um but yeah, but then there's like this interesting little side tangent of Sophie sleeping with Ben. Uh, she starts an affair with Ben. And I was like, honestly, that was the only thing that really piqued my interest in this book. <laughs> it was like the extramarital affair. I was like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Um, and yeah, and like in the next chapter, there's this other thing of like Nick also had a thing with Ben, like a small hookup in college and he ended up really liking Ben um, but then decided like no I can't do that so I don't want to do that um, Nick kind of leading into Nick was not that interesting of a character Ben was very two-dimensional Jess was honestly a little annoying <laughs> and she's the main protagonist of this book Theo was okay I didn't really mind Theo I didn't, we didn't really see much of him Mimi was probably the most annoying character 
I, every time Mimi's chapter came, I was like, oh my God. But the thing is though, there were some chapters where I was like, where she was going full unhinged behavior. And I was like, this is kind of interesting. Like <laughs> those chapters were pretty interesting, but everything else I was like, I don't, I don't care. Concierge was pretty interesting. Like, I just felt kind of bad for her, but I didn't really care too much about what happened with her character. Um, so yeah, really, I just liked Sophie uh, and Mimi's unhinged behavior, but everyone else I was like, they can, it, uh, they could, I wouldn't even need to see their perspective and I wouldn't care. It wouldn't matter. I agree that I feel like Sophie had the most depth to her. I feel like Mimi was just like a weirdo. Like she, I mean, I think maybe it would have helped if the author had more like rationale for why she was the way that she was. Maybe there was rationale and I missed it, but it was like, it would have been nice if the author had some reason for why Mimi was like, like so obsessive with Ben and I think it was said that she also there was another guy that she was super obsessive about but there was no like rationale for why she was obsessive and I feel like with the rationale it would have added depth to her character maybe she just yeah I can't I don't even have an hypothesis um but I feel like with Sophie's characters there was there was like rationale for why she did the things that she did and like like she married Jack because she was one of the girls and it would be a better life for her and I mean she had the affair because Jack didn't even care about her he was nonstop cheating on her so she was super lonely and so like yeah there was a lot of death to it I agree that Jess was kind of annoying I think that I don't know. I can't stop wanting to find your brother. <laughs> I feel like a horrible person for saying this, but it was kind of annoying. Like, I feel like, I, I don't know. She just shoved it in everyone's faces. And I feel like if she would have done it in a more like sly way of getting answers, I could have like appreciated it more. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a mean thing to say, but it was just like, anytime anything happens, like I need to find my brother. I need to find my brother. It wasn't like, let me spin this in a way to find my brother. <laughs> Just to jump in, I, I agree about the sly thing. Like if she was more like, you know, spy-ish, it would be interesting. Okay, yeah, continue, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hated Antoine. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't expect anyone to like him, especially with the, how the author portrayed him. But it, like, honestly, him and Nick, because I can't stand when people like just use just like leech off their parents and that's literally all they did even though they said like jack was stingy with his money didn't even give him any but like you're living in this place like rent free like all you have to do is get a job to get money like you don't even have to pay rent and they they definitely have the connections because they're such a rich family so like they don't they don't have any reason other than they're just too lazy to get a job yeah, I, I mean, you shitted on Ben, but to be in his defense, he had like no chapters. So he couldn't really develop his personality except for like the few that he was in. Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't that like, it wasn't him. The point was that the, the character is like, he was just, it seemed like he, there was no complexity to him. Like, obviously Jess only portrayed him as this one kind of person 
but like I guess you can forgive her given the fact that she hasn't really spent that much time with her own brother to like really get a good sense of who he is but like I don't know like everyone's like every single person was like oh this man is so charming like he's such a nice guy like everyone likes him blah 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 this that and then they like you know try to kill him but like that's different but it wasn't like there was no like um yeah maybe he's like super charming but like what it like people aren't just one thing like they're always going to be other sides and you can like how these other characters notice you know how this person like show me that he's not only a perfect man because clearly he isn't like there's something else up here but like show me the bad side where's the bad side I mean they did say he was like kind of selfish and he was only being nice for himself but yeah. I like I do see where you're coming from. And there was that one point when he was like hooking up with Sophie and she was like, oh, I see that he's was vulnerable. I or like had, a, I don't know, went through some shit. But yeah, I, I see that other than him being like fake nice to everyone, I don't know. <laughs> there's not that much to him. Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't see him as, like, a perfect person. I, I thought, like, everyone kind of, like, didn't like him. Like, not everyone. Like, the women liked him, but, like, I feel like the men were, like, you're, like, too... Especially, I mean, as, like, Antoine was, like, yeah, you're, like, hitting on my wife or whatever. Um, but, Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, like, I didn't like any of the characters. Honestly, like, I think, like, I cared for Sophie more by the end, but, like, I don't know I like I said it before I just like didn't care for the characters much so I think that like kind of you know made me less into the book but I think once we started finding out like the stuff happening and like I don't know just what all the all the like different sides I guess to the or I don't know because like I think I think the Mimi stuff like definitely didn't make a lot of sense but I was like yeah it is it is interesting when we found the like paintings and it was like Ben without his eyes or whatever <laughs> I was like oh okay um but I don't know when you were when you guys were talking I was thinking like I think everyone except I mean Doc wasn't really involved at all honestly but like everyone except Antoine who was kind of living in the apartment had like a connection more of a connection to Ben um, I would say Antoine was the only one who didn't have like and I guess I don't know I wish the author kind of portrayed it a little more explicitly as like a reason to kill Ben you know like I don't know I just thought like that part wasn't like super explicitly done I feel like Jess was just trying to like find things out otherwise but I think it would be more interesting if it was like okay like Jess is suspecting you know Antoine at first I guess because he's like this very angry violent dude and he thought that like something was going on between his wife and Ben I guess that's part of a reason but I wish there was something more with that but like I don't know by the end you're like okay Mimi has a reason to like do something to Ben because she's like also found out her mom was hooking up with him but like I don't know just like yeah I, I guess that was the main thing but like she you know ends up not liking Ben because of that um I guess Sophie didn't have much of a reason to kill Ben because she was hooking up with him but like I don't know I just wish there was more stuff like that that I think would have made it more interesting but yeah I don't know I just 
yeah, I didn't really like any of the characters. Yeah, Mimi was like, I don't know, she was just so like over the top. And the thing is, I like, if the author wanted to make all the characters super over the top and dramatic, like I would have been kind of would have been into that. Like I would have, I would have enjoyed that. But like, she like kind of made like one character over the top and everyone else was like normal or not normal, but like not as over the top, you know? And I was just like, dude, like just take it, like just go all the way there if you want to go all the way there, but don't like half-ass go all the way there. We can talk about the ending if you want to, if you want to finally, finally get to the ending. Yeah, I thought, okay, so basically we find out that there is a scene where like uh, Antoine and Nick come in and see that there's like a bunch of blood with their, their sister is there, like Mimi is there. Um, and I think Sophie comes in, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of blood and we think it's Ben. We basically pretty much for a good amount of book think that Ben died. And then I think the like major twist is that because we also like this is in the past and we're also following like the present where um, yeah, like basically Jess knows like shit is wrong. <laughs> like there's, I think she finds the club, finds out the secrets. She like goes into the apartment and like Nick is like basically chasing her. Antoine comes in, is chasing her. She finds the concierge dead. Oh yeah, she, she's not dead. Oh yeah, she she felt what happened with her. No. Antoine pushed her and she yeah. was like in heavily heavily injured, but like. I don't know the author kind of glossed over this did, so did just find her like find out that he wasn't dead I don't uh, yeah yeah I yeah she, like yeah. Was, she, yeah she was gonna call an ambulance and then the concierge didn't want it oh okay yeah. okay yeah honestly I forgot about this because then she runs up the stairs and goes to like the maid's quarters and or whatever and like finds out that Ben is actually alive and literally Antoine and Nick are like confused because they're like there is so much blood like we like buried Ben but turns out they actually buried Jack and like yeah he was the one we already said Mimi killed Jack but yeah I don't know I definitely did not expect that twist to be there like I don't know it definitely would have been like anticlimactic if like Ben was dead like you know, we kind of expected him to die and like, you know, that would not have been interesting, but I definitely did not expect the dad to have died. And it kind of, it was one of those things that made me wonder, cause I did not remember like what happened with the dad. I guess like we never, we never really saw him in like a scene, but yeah, I was like, what did we know about the dad? But yeah, I guess it was just that, you know, basically Sophie was covering for him and pretending to Antoine and Nick that he was still alive but I had a quick question about why Jack came to kill Ben did he like find out Ben and Sophie were having an affair or like why was he trying to kill him yeah I think he found out from Nick that I'm pretty sure it was Nick that um, we didn't really talk explicitly about this, but Ben basically uncovered the entire, like, what was actually happening in the club, and it is not legal to pay for sex in um, France, I think, in general, and so he was, like, writing a story, he's a journalist, and um, yeah, I think Nick revealed, basically Mimi finds out 
all of this, like the story and the, also the thing with um, him, uh, yeah, Ben and her mom. And then I think Nick finds her or something and he also finds out he ends up telling Jacques and then it's like Jacques is ready to kill Ben because of this. It was a little extreme, but I, I get it because it, it is kind of like, okay, you're about to like screw me over. So I, I do think that is a reason to like not a good reason you shouldn't kill someone but I think like that it makes sense that he was in that mindset and came in and like was trying to kill Ben and then Ben basically kind of says like help out the window and like um we know or I guess he also knew that Mimi can see him through the window so she comes to save him and ends up killing her dad which I was kind of like that is also a little dramatic though like you could have just like injured him but like he's still your dad but I don't know I I, I forget what the like because like I don't think any of them liked their dad I'm sure he was like a bad person but I don't remember exactly like what like his treatment towards them was or I think maybe it was just that she was really mad that he like ran this whole you know underground thing I mean, she was, it was hinted that she had this kind of unhinged behavior before. Like she, she clearly has some issues. So, you know, I can, I can see it happening in like the moment, but the thing with, I don't know, I just, I didn't like this ending either. I'm like such a, like a downer in this podcast. Normally I'm the person on the opposite side being like, yeah, this book is great. And then you guys were like, this sucks. Um, but this time I'm like, no, it wasn't good. And you guys were like, no, it, it was, it was okay. Um, but yeah, but I like the ending was just kind of like, I, okay. The thing is, I do appreciate the fact that like Ben was alive and they killed Jack, but like, I thought it was so weird that the son's, didn't know that they they buried their own dad like what the yeah I was, I was also confused because like you literally I mean unless they're like the same like did they wrap him up and then they're the same build and then they couldn't tell or like, like yeah I, they definitely probably weren't the same build but I yeah I forget if Sophie like wrapped him I feel like she didn't or I don't know maybe she did say something like that but I definitely remember like the kind of explanation was like um Nick just took some like pills like he was taking oxycodone and then um Antoine is always drunk so he was drunk but like still you can still tell I mean if you're burying your father you can like you can tell like I feel like that will snap you out of your drunken stupor as soon as your mom your stepmom is like Hey, we have to bury a body. You're going to be like, who is this body? Where did this body come from? What am I doing? Like all that sort of stuff. Another thing was that I feel like there were so many loose ends and it just like ended so abruptly. And like the thing with the concierge, like we seem like, it seems like she's like on the cusp of dying and she's like an old woman. Okay. If you push an old woman from like very high place and push her and she falls to the ground and she's like, and no one attends to her and she refuses an ambulance. Like she's, so you're gonna die or at least like something like you're gonna have a broken leg or whatever right but then like straight up like in the last paragraph it's hinted that Jess sees this woman like walking a dog in Paris or, or like at a train station or something was um, that her 
yeah, yeah she leaves there. she like they like go like sophie comes to the concierge and she sees like all her stuff is gone so like she left and she took took her dog too <laughs> and then she's like caring for this dog and like somewhere and i'm like this this is so weird and the thing with like what happened like why was mimi thrown out of school in the first place we like barely get an explanation from that like that would have added to it would have added to like it would be enough backstory to understand you know where she's coming from with like does she have a history of this kind of behavior or like does she you know i don't know like there needs to be more exposition and it was like just like so abrupt and then you're just like okay the chase scene was a little bit entertaining in the sense that like they were like running after Jess and Jess was like, oh my God. And then she opens the door and it's like, my brother is still alive. And then everyone's like, he's still alive. <laughs> and I was like, why is this hilarious right now? <laughs> but yeah. And then Sophie is just like goes into this backstory of like, no, you buried your dad. My other thing was that Nick and Antoine clearly have a very contentious relationship with their father. But like when he, when he's like, nice to Nick like at some point like he gets like a text message or something and like with like he gets a text message Nick gets a text message and to take care of Antoine and like look after him and that sort of thing and like I don't know they it's just so weird like for several days they're just not going to hear back from their dad or like their dad's just not going to yell at them or say anything to them and it's just he's like actually nice to them a little bit which I thought was uncharacteristic and would have been a red flag but then the other thing is that they completely glossed over the fact that like a man did die, like he did get murdered and people are, especially such a high ranking of like person in Paris, if they, if that person disappears, like people are going to ask questions. They didn't resolve the issue. The only issue that was resolved is like, okay, Ben was lost and now he's found, but like all the other things unresolved, you're just like, what's going to happen to that family? What are they going to do? Like, I don't. I can't tell. Yeah, I was a little, it was kind of weird that someone like Jack could die and literally no one did anything. Like, I mean, and even when like they published an article about what the club was and they knew Jack was responsible and they were just like, oh, he disappeared. They weren't like, maybe we should like figure out where he went. So he could be responsible. They're just like, oh, he he disappeared. Also, Antoine dies. Really? Like, yeah, like in the last last chapter, like it, there's like a little snippet or of a newspaper article or something that like Antoine commits suicide, and the assumption is that like all of these secrets about his family's wealth have been released now. So like now he's like, you know, going to be held accountable. So that's why he commits suicide. But like. Things like this, just like bam, bam, bam. Everything just gets glossed over though. You wouldn't have, like you you barely, like something that, I, not that Antoine's death would have been like an emotional moment. I think everyone would have been like, okay, <laughs> cool. But, but yeah, but I mean, things like that, just like, it's just, it was just said so quickly that, you know, it's whatever. Also Mimi was never held responsible for anything. I know her dad was a shit, but like still, the woman killed someone and she's a teenager. <laughs> I feel like you always get upset when like people don't get held responsible for things but I think that is part of the drama of the like you know like this is that kind of story where I don't think like she's gonna like I don't know I I don't think it would make sense that she did just because I don't think there would be like 
obviously you know just made this deal and everything she would be basically the only person to tell on Mimi you know okay I agree I agree I think like just is the only person who knows and therefore she wouldn't that makes sense and like yes I do get irritated when like bad people don't get held responsible for their crimes and books however I do like sometimes when people get away with crimes if they like are doing it for a good cause cause. but like you know like like there's a couple of books I feel like if I reveal that then I'm gonna spoil a bunch of books and I don't want to spoil them but like there have been several books where I'm like rooting for the quote-unquote bad guy because I'm like they're doing it they're doing it for the people like you know they're doing this doing this good thing it's and it's, it's like fun to see people get away with shit like what is you know whatever but like this girl I don't know I think I just didn't like Mimi like I just so like anything Mimi does I'm just like what's wrong like dude like literally what's wrong with you also I feel like her friend Camille got way too much screen time for being a completely irrelevant character yeah definitely yeah I wish she was like in the like part of it a little bit more like part of something but she just lived there and then she was like yeah you're crazy I'm I'm leaving you <laughs> like I'm like gonna a go minor like minor yeah. subplot of her at sleeping with Antoine's wife yeah <laughs> like that I was just like you're just like I feel like the author was just like throwing shit out there like how can I interconnect all of these characters even more than they are so that it makes things more interesting it's like no no dude like this wait, is wait, wait. I I I I don't know I, I kind of like that part <laughs> just because okay at one point Camille like was hooking up with someone and she wouldn't tell Mimi and to me that was like oh I thought that was Ben but it's not Ben it's the ex-wife of Antoine so I like that twist but I will say she was kind of pointless yeah I feel like it was interesting how you just like because I think the other thing was like um Ben was like oh you would something like oh you would assume that like because he was like kind of flirting with Dominique I think that like it would he would be hooking up with her but like he was actually hooking up with Sophie and there's like all these like actual twists versus like perceived what you would expect from the characters I guess but like yeah I I agree that like it was cool but like not cool just because like you were like okay too like minor characters like I don't know it wasn't it wasn't as like part of the story I guess because they were just like these side characters but yeah I feel like I don't know now that I'm thinking about it yeah like I feel like the author did try to do a lot of things that I feel like were probably unnecessary and just kind of thrown out there at the end um I don't know reading it I was kind of like okay okay stuff's happening but I'm personally not super mad about like I don't know sometimes like things are left unresolved in an ending um and I'm okay with that like I'm like all right something happened to them like maybe it's partially because I don't really care about the characters I was like okay yeah yeah yeah, something happened but I do think there could have been like again I think if the entire like end of the story was stretched out a little bit more then there could have been room for a little bit more resolution and you're like okay so this is like what happened um and how these people kind of like got away with it yeah I I agree I think like in some cases having things left a little bit unopen, uh, like open or unresolved it's like not necessarily a bad thing 
um, because like it's very much reminiscent of real life. Like not everything will have a nice, you know, closed box ending and every thread will be wrapped up. I just wish that certain threads that were started had a completion or like had some had some meaning to them. Like it, it seemed like there were so many like red herrings like oh you know is ben sleeping with mimi is ben sleeping with sophie is ben sleeping with antoine's wife and then it's also like oh did ben and nick sleep together because they had a thing before and then it's just so many red herrings where you're just like okay is ben sleeping with everyone in this building like is that why everyone has a problem with him like it was, at some point it just was a little bit overdone i think with the whole sleeping together thing i think that was like a trope that was like all right, we get it. Everyone's sleeping with each other. All right, let's move on. Let's go. I did, I was going to go back to Jess for a second of like how she was slightly annoying. Um, and like, Sarah, you were saying that like, yeah, she's just kept talking about her brother. <laughs> and like, I guess the whole point is about her trying to find her brother, but like she keeps overdoing it. And going back to that idea that Sarah, you were talking about like her being like, a little bit more spyish or like a little bit more sly in how she was going about doing things. Like she was very straightforward. And I guess in her defense, there was no reason for her to be, for initially at least, for her to suspect people in the building. But even after she suspected people in the building, she wasn't like very, like she could have been a little bit more manipulative, you know, like she could have been a little bit more like not as straightforward like she could have been you know get the, some information out of them but i also thought that like they had just gone through that with her older brother trying to get information out of them about like their family business and stuff or like their family secrets and you know that clearly that didn't work out for them so why would they do that with this new person but i don't know i feel like it could have been done a little bit better the other thing was that <laughs> i don't know why but like they kept on emphasizing that like Jess didn't have money like at all. Like she had no money at all, which I was like, okay, so she came all the way to Paris. How did she expect to live in Paris? Like, did she expect to just like have money? Like her brother gives her money all the time and does everything. Like she, this lady literally came to Paris with like no money and like a phone that barely works. And I was like, if this is modern day, like, is she being serious that like, she she j just will go outside without a phone in a city that she is unfamiliar with and doesn't know. And clearly she knows that something happened to her brother and like, she's just roaming around. Like, I feel like every single chapter, her phone was dying or her phone was not there. Like she didn't have her phone. And I was like, for that makes no sense. And then she like, she kept talking about not having any money, but then still use the Metro or the whatever, right? I think it's called the yeah I think it's the metro yeah like in Paris like all the time and I'm like you still need money for the metro right like you still need to still need to pay money for that but I don't I know like she didn't have like zero dollars to her name but like she or like you know it, it's like how else are you gonna get around if not the metro like I feel like yeah okay like yeah I understand that but I just felt like it, it was so like it was so repetitive though like we get it she does not have that much money. You don't need to tell me every single chapter that her phone is running out of serve or like running out of money. Like let this woman have a phone at least in one of the chapters, you know? Like all the time, it was like her phone, it was like, she has no phone. She has no phone. How is she going to get home? How is she going to get home? And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> like, I guess maybe it adds to the tension, like, oh, how is she going to get home? But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is her trying to find her brother. And I was like, I also felt like there was not enough relationship between her and her brother for me to give a shit about her trying to find her brother. You didn't, there was no, no emotional backstory. Like they, yes, like, I feel like he is her only family member, but still like, it wasn't like, give me some heartfelt flashback scenes then. I need, I need something to hang on to. Cause all I see is that like, oh, Ben's a dick for leaving, for not necessarily ever checking up on his sister. He invites his sister to come to live with him in Paris for a couple of months and he goes missing. And she's like, okay, well, I guess I have to find him now. I mean, I don't know. I like, I, I think these things could have added. I, I don't disagree with that, but I feel like, I mean, even going back to like, so we didn't really talk about this, but like basically her boss at her work sexually harassed her. So she just kind of like came from that. And that's why she's like trying to get out of there. Um, Cause she ends up basically like locking her boss in the, in his bathroom and like taking a bunch of money. That's the money that she has that I guess she's going off of. And she like comes here expecting that her brother is going to be here. And I guess she's just trying to figure it out. But like, I didn't personally like find her super annoying. Like I, I do understand like, you know, she could have been more sly, blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know, personally, I'm not like that. Like I wouldn't know how to like secretly get information from people or anything. Like, I don't know. I just felt like that was, I don't know, not saying like she's like the most realistic character, but I I do think that added to like, she's just like a normal girl who's like had, like she doesn't come from like any family support, anything like, like the reason why she doesn't have a relationship with her brother is because, you know, when they're really young, she found her mom dead and like, you know, knew that her dad was abusing her mom. And like, then her, her brother ended up being the lucky one who got like, got a family but like she was just in the foster care system so like I don't know I feel like given that that is her background like I feel like it's fair to be like yeah she like you know and I guess like the you know what you said about like it adds to I guess the question marks that the reason why she needed to find her brother is because like this is her only option you know like she doesn't have like she can't just stay in Paris and like, I mean, I guess she could stay in that apartment or something, but like, how is she going to figure stuff out if she like, doesn't find her brother, you know, like, I, I guess like that is part of it. And I'm not saying that that was like, I don't know, to me, like, I'm thinking through this now, but like, that's not how I read the book. Like, I was like, you know, she's trying to find her brother, but like, it, I didn't read it with that like level of thinking, but I would say like, that's that would be the reason and maybe the author could have done a better job of like tying that in rather than like I think there was a lot of emphasis on like what happened with her mom and then like that was kind of alluded to when she found her brother and he was like she was like going through the same thing again so see like I I agree with what you're saying and I think it makes sense but I don't think it is as obvious in the book like I think that, I mean, this is also partially because there are so many different perspectives in this book that you never get a lot of screen time with Jess, even though she's like perceived to be the main character of the story. Like we don't get as much background from her. Like we don't know, like as soon as she comes in, like she, the other thing is that she does seem like a normal person, but not really. Like 
she also does have these like tactics that she uses to get information or get things like the first scene that we see her she's like not scams her way but kind of like sneakily gets into like into the apartment building and into her she is able to like pick locks and identify things or whatever like like get go into not many people can do that like that is not like especially a building with like such high security or whatever like I don't know she was able to like manipulate her way into that situation very quickly and like if and I feel like the rest of the book doesn't carry that same vibe of her like the first scene you see her in versus like the middle or towards the end like you're just confused you're just like why like dude you're so good like you you were able like that first scene was so intriguing so interesting and like how she's able to like manipulate her way into that entire building and like pick her the locks and like find her whatever but like the next scenes you're just like wait dude like especially I don't know what it was but like the scene where she and Theo go to the club or whatever like I don't know I just like her personality in that scene seemed so different from her personality throughout like the entire rest of the book like I don't know what it was but it was just she seemed so like it was like as if like a different person wrote that wrote her character in that scene like she just seems so confused about everything like I was like dude like no she knows a lot of information she's just like uh, it was just like a weird thing and then yeah and then she gets like into that argument with Theo beforehand like Theo was like oh this is like and she was like oh my god I'm just trying to find my brother you don't even care about my brother blah 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 and I was like dude no like he he is he's your brother's editor like he's not your even your brother's best friend or anything like I don't know I just thought yeah I I just find her characterization a little bit in inconsistent and I think that kind of led me to not necessarily like her as much and I do think that the author could have been more clear about making us empathize with her a little bit more and I think it's also because she doesn't have as much screen time compared like the fact that I get, I can see more of Sophie's perspective versus the title character of this book it says something. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, I feel like there, there also was this other part of her character that like the writing was like, oh, you know, she is used to like figuring things out herself. And like, she has had to like, I don't know, find her way out of this. It was like, there was one part towards the end where she's like, I don't have my phone, but like, I'll figure it out. You know, like I'll get out of the situation. But yeah, there were definitely other times where she wasn't like that. Um, yeah. And like I, when they're at the club, he was like, oh, like those booths over there, like that were hidden from everyone else. Like there's always, like Theo said this, like he made an observation basically. And then uh Jess was like so obviously looking he's like oh what the fuck are you doing wait and it's just like I don't know I feel like I guess just knowing how to pick locks is not really like I mean I took a class on it. it doesn't make you like super sneaky but I mean I guess memorizing someone's pin code to enter and stuff like that or like in general sneaking around you should probably realize even I don't sneak around and I know that if someone says oh look over there you shouldn't just like make it obvious (laughs) so uh, yeah I agree it was pretty inconsistent yeah that scene was like so that that's like one of the things I was talking like the entire scene I was like 
bruh like she's not even a kid like she's like in her 20s or something like she's not like a teenager or something like she's like an adult and I was just like amateur hour over here <laughs> like what Come on. also um this is separate from this but like I don't know I especially with like I guess the way that like it it seemed to me weird I guess like now that I'm like older I'm like 19 is so young it like almost feels like high school even though it's like technically college age but like Mimi is 19 like she is so young and like I remember forgetting about that and thinking like oh she's like similar age to Jess you know but she's not and then and then she like totally killed her dad but wait I I was under the impression she was like 15 I didn't realize she was 19 yeah yeah wow like she she lives in an apartment by her like the thing you said in the very beginning about the apartments like I get just because like you know they're all adults but like Mimi and like because I think Camille is basically the same age so like yeah like I mean I guess it makes sense like you know you're in college blah blah but like if they were 15 that would be like way too young but still I think I mean I love my parents I'm 23 so <laughs> I guess I don't know they're just so rich they can their different apartments are like they have different rooms you know it's just like I get my own floor <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah that, that that was just so weird that like she would live by herself with her friend in an in the same apartment building as her parents I guess like it kind of makes sense because if she lived in a different apartment building it would be it would be like okay you know she had like has a job to sustain herself but like clearly she doesn't do much she's just just like lounging around chilling but like I also thought that like her dad is apparently like a large person like uh, you know like a fully like well-built man and she's a mousy 19 year old which they like keep referring to like how like small and frail she is and she's like a mouse or whatever (laughs) like and like she able to kill her dad really that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's one of the things I thought about like the killing too I I wish it was like I mean I don't know it's like the drama and like oh he's actually the dead person but I'm like I think she had like the very specific sharp knife okay but like I don't know it is I I feel like it is hard to know how to like kill someone yeah especially like even if you have a knife I feel like you still need some muscle to actually like (laughs) drive it in yeah like she like had to like either she did in like a very specific place which I forgot like where exactly she did but like to like instantly kill someone but you definitely need some muscle for it all right thank you all for listening to season two episode eight of the useless doctors book club where we talked about the paris apartment by lucy foley um next week we will be reading pride and prejudice (laughs) by the jane austen um it's a book that i have selected uh and it's going to be very much different than all the other previous books that we've read because this is a classic it's hella old I apologize to both of you for making you read this but I think it's just odd the fact that all of us you know seemingly enjoy reading books and we haven't none of us have really properly read this classic 
um, this is like the OG rom-com. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But are you guys excited? So excited. I don't I appreciate mean, the sarcasm. <laughs> listen, when I found out it was already on my Kindle, I was like, okay, like, I don't know, if it's already on my Kindle, like, clearly I meant to read it at some point. So, you know, here we are doing it for the podcast. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe Sarah will love it. <laughs> maybe I will. It's a, also the, because, so like, given British copyright law, like any author who's been dead for 70 years or more, all of their stuff goes into the public domain. So any, like Jane Austen, all her books, free, everywhere. <laughs> Just Google it, it shows up. So easily accessible. That part is nice. Yeah. Not nice enough to read even more classics, though. So. Okay, listen, we will we have just we'll start with this one. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Like, I will. Maybe I'll hate it. Maybe you'll love it. <laughs> It'll be. We don't know what's gonna happen. Um, but yeah. But if you all are excited or if you're interested in hearing our thoughts on Pride and Prejudice, stay tuned for next week, and we will share our thoughts then. That's all we got for now. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.